Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, USA all the way. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 21 of the Bolts broadcast, Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this lovely Wednesday evening? I'm doing pretty well overall. I'm excited to record. Been a little while. We took a little bit of hiatus for Thanksgiving, so good to be back. How are you? I got to tell you, I ate us a lot of food on Thanksgiving. It was great. That was absolutely 2 out of (laughs) 10. I think it was a good 9. I mean, come on. No, no, (laughs) no. I'm doing great. Uh, Feeling pumped to be recording. Got this Bolts broadcast show. Got a WNP episode after this one. Talking college football because college football landscape, huge. We got all the conference championships this upcoming week. If you're ready for it and want to be even more so prepared, come on over to our next show. But Chase, this one's going to be great. We get to talk about the Bolts talk about some of their previous games, talk about some upcoming games, how the boys are looking, how they're doing, going to be talking about some records being set across the league. But then, got to talk about a little scary situation in Pittsburgh and then also talk about the Coyotes because, I mean, we've talked about them. Maybe relocation is coming. Well, we got some news on that front. But before we go into all of that, I figured, you know, this is a hockey show, but... A lot of hockey players like to use their feet, play a little soccer. Uh, And it's called soccer before the games. Uh, The U.S. (laughs) Yes. Playing pretty well in the World Cup, got to say. Did you you like that meme I sent you? I loved it. Yeah, it's it's great. And it it is now officially called soccer as the U.S. didn't lose to England and beat Iran in the advance. Um, That just proves that it is soccer. It's not football. But... Yeah, it's pretty cool. I honestly am shocked that they played the way they did against England. They probably should have won, too. You know, they had opportunities to score that they just didn't capitalize on. Um, so it's a shame. But to beat Iran, uh, they get to move on. You know, that that's that's what matters here. It's it's cool. You know, every little once in a while, it's cool to be able to go support soccer. Because, um, you know, normally they don't pay much attention to it. But whenever the U.S. is playing, you know, you got to get got to get into it. And shout out to American hero Christian Pulisic. Uh, just the, the guy's just just so good. I remember uh, 
Zap telling me about him back in like eighth or ninth grade. So yeah, okay, we'll see. And he happens just to be maybe the greatest American player already at 25 years old. Yeah, uh, I just want to say for anyone listening, don't expect actual soccer analysis here because oh god no, I know absolutely nothing about soccer. Chase probably knows a little bit more, but a little bit more than absolute nothing is slim to none. So yeah, still kind of nothing. <laughs> uh, don't expect any analysis, but just some optimistic Americans coming to you, excited about the team right now in the World Cup. And I know a lot of people are already saying, "Oh, they got no chance against the Netherlands." Uh, we had no chance against England, and look how that turned out. We weren't the favorites against Iran, or Iran, excuse me, and look how turn- that turned out. So, hey, you never know what the the soccer boys of America are going to do. So, excited to see what they can pull off this Saturday. I will be tuned hey. in. Yo. Hey, here's the slogan for the game. Yeah. Especially for Pulisic. Pulisic is about to come in clutch against the Dutch. I like it. That's good. Let's go, baby. Mm-hmm. And uh, our boy, James Droz, with his oh, yeah. What Happened. Love it. What a legend. He's back, Mike. You were hating on him after that Lions one for whatever reason. Even though he was throwing punches, I thought the guy, the guy was getting juiced. You hated it, but he's back to his old self again. I hated on it because there was no energy. I, I wanted something. His energy was... He was probably just boxing for like 10 minutes, and all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, the Lions lost, and he did it, and then he went back to beating the hell out of that bag. (laughs) Right. I got to say, I think the memes on Twitter with him are fantastic. He's coming. Oh, I know. They're they're so great. I love them. All right. Well, let's actually start to talk about some hockey, shall we? We'll first talk about Jack Edwards and his comments on Pat Maroon. My God, I, have I ever talked on the show about how much I hate Jack Edwards? No, never. Yeah, like he he roots for injury. He he clowns on people. He is the most biased commentator I've ever heard in my life, and it drives me crazy. I know Boston fans love him. Shocker, because he's the most guy, biased guy in the, in the history of sports to his own team, and that happens to be the Boston Bruins. Well, he decided to make some comments to Patrick Maroon that you know didn't sit very well with me. Um, you know, on, on the broadcast. Sorry, I'm just knocking things over. Um, on the broadcast, Jack Edwards said about Patrick Patrick Maroon. Maroon is listed at 238 pounds. That was day one of training camp. I've got a feeling he's had a few more pizzas between then and now. Fasting. Inadvertent fasting for Pat Maroon is like four hours without a meal. But hey, he's won three Stanley Cups in a row. Who can argue with his formula? So he, instead of you know commentating on the game, he decided to just say that during play because mm. he never commentates on the game. He just finds ways to, to make fun of, of you know the opponent's players and, and all, all this shit. So... Just being an absolute clown in response to that, Pat Maroon decides to donate to his charity because apparently this this guy has a charity. Um, I, I don't I don't know what it does. It probably raises funds for people that want to be evil broadcasters. I don't know. Whatever it is, hopefully it's for a good cause because I'm not really sure what it is. But Patrick Maroon does donate to that charity in response to it. So good, good, nice, easy, classy move from Patty Maroon because um, really it, it was garbage what Jack Edwards said. Yeah, you love to see that. And it's just like the captain of the American soccer team where uh, you had the Iranian um, journalist, you know, really, really badgering him. And he gave a very civilized, nice, calm uh, response. And similar to Patrick Maroon here, he just gets jabbed at and he's the bigger man. Obviously, he could just beat the crap out of all Jack Edwards. And um, yeah, he's the bigger man than donating to the charity. You love to see it. However, the one thing that hey, stinks. Hey, 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 I'm interrupting you. Why do you say he's the bigger man twice in that sentence? Are you just echoing Jack Edwards words? 
Sure. Uh, the one wow. thing that stinks, what garbage scum, is you get a knife to the back there with Jack Edwards' comments, and you can't even turn around and get the, the get the victory because unfortunately that game didn't go as planned. Uh, but before we get to that, we can talk about our game against the Sabers, which did go to plan. Yeah, I mean for the for the most part, we we still gave up a point in the Eastern Conference, but we came out with two, so that's always a good sign. Yeah, it was a pretty exciting game. Nice high-scoring uh, affair. It, it was good to see the guys, you, you know, kind of would expect a little bit of brain point, um, you know, playing well. Sam Coles, of course, playing well, too, got the OT winner. Um, you got, you got to see some some nice young talent on, on the Sabres as well. They're a hopefully good up-and-coming team because I do like the Sabres. I love them in their black and reds. I want to see them do well. They've got a lot of guys I really like. Rastis Dahlin is an absolute stud. So as much as, you know, I would like to see them – Get back to that relevancy. Still going to root for our boys at Tampa instead. So great to see the win. Um, it you know it, it really it's just kind of a step in the right direction. We had a slower start to the year than we hoped, but you know get getting this win here. Um, even though we still gave up a point, it, it just as long as we keep getting two points, we'll keep jumping up. Yeah, and we talked about how beautiful those Sabres jerseys are, but I don't think we've talked about them since they actually hit the ice. I mean, every time I see them, I I'm just needing one. I think I'm going to put one on. Uh, like my Christmas list because I I really do want one. Yeah, dude, they're they're, they're sick. I mean, if I'm getting one nowadays, I, I'd gotta you know I'd get a Rasmus Dahlin one, but to get like a vintage Dominic Hasek one, that thing would be gnarly. Yeah, that's the problem I'm having right now is I don't know who I'd go after. I mean, Rasmus Dahlin obviously an okay pick. Tage Thompson's been absolutely lighting up. You could go uh, him, maybe an Owen Power, maybe uh, a Uko Pekka Lukanen. I. I'm having that struggle. Not really sure who I'm vibing with on the team. Tyson Jost. Probably not. Wow. Imagine me and Tyson Jost hater. Couldn't be me. You think he's related to Colin Jost and what's his brother's name? Chase Jost, whatever it is. I don't know. They're, they're both, they both have C names. Think, think he's, he's related. Do you know who those guys are? I, I think Colin Jost is a comedian. So Colin Josie is one of the um, one of the guys in SNL that does the um, like the weekend update with um, Michael Che. He's he's so he's the guy that does the opposite Michael Che. And then his brother, whether it's Chase Chance, something else with the C, I don't know. Um, Clyde, I don't know. He, um, you know, you know the like impractical jokers, um, like inside jokes where mm-hmm. the guys like interviewing random people and stuff. Like that's him. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah. I I originally found that out years ago. Uh, no, I don't think he's related to them then. Well, that's boring. Yeah. Well, so was he. So, yeah, fair. All right. Tampa versus Boston. Unfortunately, we dropped this one. Uh, we knew this was going to be a tough game, though, coming into it because the Bruins, 19 and 3, they have been on an absolute roll and they continued it here against us. Yeah. You know, put, put up a hard battle. It wasn't like it was a blowout of a game, but still, you know, you'd like to see him perform a little better, put up a little bit better of a fight, but. 3-1, it's not some, you know, like heinous, boring, terrible, just hockey game. Uh, really, really the impressive thing out of this out of this game is that the Boston Bruins are now 13-0 at home, which is just crazy to think. Um, I thought we played well against them. I, I hope that kind of going forward, you know, this game, it's as on top of getting those points against Buffalo, just building blocks, steps in the right direction. Um, whenever we play Boston next, which I'm checking right now, actually, um, we got them not till January 26th. At that point, they'll be cooled down a little bit. 
they already got two wins on us. So between the January 26th and the March 25th game, that's a good opportunity down the road to kind of get those four points back on them. Yeah, and I think we can pick up some steam here in this next game coming tomorrow night or the night this episode releases. The Philadelphia Flyers, they have been bad over the past couple of weeks. They're sitting at 1-6-3 and three in their last 10, only eight wins on the season as a whole. This is a place where Tampa can definitely capitalize. The best thing they've done all year is towards giving that interview behind the bench, saying that they suck and that's what they can do better. All he said is forecheck. That's the only good thing that, that Philly's done this year. So this should be a good opportunity for Tampa to get a win. I got to imagine Brian Elliott's going to go in net, so the team still needs to play solid, play sharp in front of them. But uh, I think that this is a, you know a, a very, very, very attainable game. I would be completely shocked if Tampa drops this one. Yeah, I got to say, another one that I loved, John Tortorella comparing Morgan Frost to a toilet seat. So yeah, he's up and he's down up. like a toilet seat. Yeah, sometimes he's up, sometimes he's down. He's a toilet seat. I mean, oh, that's so funny. You, you thought the football comparisons were good with Matthew Kachuk back in the draft. Oh, uh, you now get toilet that. seat comparisons. You love it. It's way better. Um, I do. Before we move on, I do got a comment. I was looking at their special teams this year. I didn't realize it was this bad. Thirty second power play, twenty fourth penalty kill, and then also their thirtieth on faceoffs as well too. So they are. Not doing well in any department. No, and the worst team when it comes to goals for. So they have been struggling big time. Uh, one saving grace, Carter Hart. He has had a bounce back year, um, but it hasn't been enough, obviously. They need to just trade him to like somewhere better. I don't mm-hmm. know where that is, Yeah, but somewhere better because like, they, they, killed, they killed his development path already, and they've kind of limited his ceiling, I think. They, they tried to change the way he, he played goalie, and if he would have just stayed how he was coming out of junior, he would have been skyrocketing and been one of the best goalies in the league, you know, top three, five goalie in the league. But they tried changing him up. He struggled. Now he's trying to bounce back. So I, I hope, I mean, they're not going to, but I hope that they could just ship him off at some point. So I'm going to give you three teams that I just absolutely can't stand, and I also think it's funny that they're trying to hold on just a bit too long, and it's costing them. Uh, Philly, Chicago, and the Islanders can't stand any of them. And we saw the Islanders last year, absolutely horrendous. And it was, it was just time for them to leave forever. And then obviously Chicago, they actually started making moves. Uh, Philly looking terrible this year. Islanders, unfortunately playing a little bit better, but when it comes to the playoffs, I don't think they stand a chance. I would say not. And the Blackhawks, they really need to just convince Patrick Kane, like, look, man, we're going to suck. Um, why, why not let us rebuild? We can go send you to a contender and go trade him anywhere. I, I don't care where at this point. Just get him out of Chicago. Go let him win. He looks completely depressed, like what, like seeing his face everywhere every time. It just like let, let, let him go somewhere else. Convince him to go somewhere else because it just be better for him, better for the sport of hockey because he's still a dominant offensive player. So if you could play him with you know a, a offensive threat, it, it would make things so much better. Hell, send him, figure out how to send him to Edmonton. Play him with Connor McDavid. I want to see what happens if you do that. Yeah, I don't know about that. Well, it might be a little dangerous, but it'd be fun to watch. Uh, I agree. Get him out of Chicago. I don't agree by sending him to Edmonton. But let's move okay, on we'll take to... Uh, yeah, I mean, we can take... Yeah, we can probably find room. Gnarly. Okay, cool. Uh, next game is Saturday, December 3rd. This is against the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is going to be a tough matchup. The Leafs have been very good this year. Uh, obviously, they have the reigning Hart Trophy winner. So, it's going to be a tough one. 
disagree. Matthew sucks. Marner sucks. Tavares sucks. Morgan Riley sucks. William Nylander sucks. Everybody sucks. Okay. Good take. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going I'm to go back on that one because it, it, it definitely is going to be a, you know, a tough draw. Sam Sonov and Murray are both playing really well this year for the Leafs. So it, it's kind of cool to see because I was a bit of a big Elias Sam Sonov fan. So I like seeing him do well. But hopefully this is one of his bad games against the Lightning because, you know, they could really they could really use that bone thrown at them. Um, I think it's going to be a good effort. I think it's going to be a really fun game. Definitely want fans to tune in. And I think fans from outside of, you know, both these markets are probably going to tune in as well. It'll be on National Network, so make sure to tune into National Network. But I would, um, you know, I, I would have to imagine that it's going to be pretty even. And I, I don't know which way I want to lean. I don't know if it's going to be, like a, you know, Tampa win, a Toronto win. But I'm just hoping that they can at least get a point out of it. And you mentioned Sam Sonov and Murray playing really well right now. A little bit of a shock, I can't lie, because both of these goalies, they showed that high-end play and past points in their career. But as of recent, obviously prior to this season, they have not been playing well. Obviously, Ottawa, not a very good team for a while. Matt Murray struggling with them, even struggled in his last year in Pittsburgh. Sam Sonov... He just couldn't really take and hold that starting job in Washington and really be that top goalie that they wanted to see out of him. So when Toronto, they don't have Anderson, they put together, they don't have Campbell, they put together Samsonov and Murray, people were scared. And right now it's paying off. Yeah, it is. So good for them. But as I mentioned, hopefully whoever is going, it's, it's one of their down nights. I think it's, it's possible, but we're going to have to wait and see. Absolutely. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, talking about some records broken across the league. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Speaking of, real quick, just a little peek at the upcoming We're Not Professionals show. We're talking college football. Chase. Yours and my bet on Caleb Williams winning the Heisman looking pretty damn good. Yeah, I saw his odds shifted to minus 2,500 um, over, over the weekend. And I don't know if that's uniform across all platforms, but I did notice that. Um, I think PFF tweeted it out. So, yeah, f- feeling decent as we got him at plus odds. You know, I, I wish I bet him in the offseason. I was, I was betting Heisman odds, and I was just trying to bet really long shot guys. And he wasn't super long shot, but, you know, he had a chance. I only had a couple bucks to put on him. But I wish I just... Put a little more money in the account, put, put a bigger bet on them, but nonetheless, it looks like going to at least double my money here. Yeah, and thank goodness for the DraftKings Sportsbook because they're making me some money off of that bet. Love to see it. All right, Chase, we'll first talk about a bit of a scary situation out in Pittsburgh. 
Chris Letang, he suffers a stroke. However, it seems this isn't career-threatening. We'll get updates as they get the updates. He had it a couple years ago, didn't he? I don't know. He, he had some sort of medical condition a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong. Or is that Olimata? Uh, I know Olimata or, had something, yeah. He, 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 had, he had cancer. I, I can't remember. I, I feel like something happened with the thing, too, nonetheless, even if it didn't. Very scary situation. You know, he's still a young guy and way, way too young to be having th- these things happen. So wish him the best of luck. Hopefully they can figure out what it is and it's nothing too serious. They can get it taken care of. Um, he's going to be out for a while and trying to recuperate, um, get doing some tests done. So take, he needs to take as much time as he needs because he's an exciting, fun player to watch. He's been playing well these last couple of years. I'd love to see him be able to get back on the ice. But at the end of the day, your health is significantly more important. Yeah. So I'm reading up right now. He had a stroke back in 2014. That's right. Um, and it seems like this one is not as serious as the one he sustained in 2014. So that's good. Um, I I got to say, say ha- having two strokes under the age of 40, though, is it's, that's very concerning. Yeah, it is. 35 years old. Uh, the, guy's, the guy's been playing fantastic. So that's definitely going to be a big hit to the Pittsburgh Penguins and uh, thoughts and prayers to Crystal Tane and his family as he's going through Absolutely. this. But yes, we'll now talk about Alex Ovechkin as this is a guy ev- I think everyone is hoping will break Wayne Gretzky's goal record. When's I'm sure not be- everyone, but most people are. He's already broken one of them. He has. Um, you know, Gretzky's 200 records goes down to 199. As Ov passes Gretzky for you know for the like lead to I don't know how to word this he passes Gretzky for road goals scored in the NHL so um, he's obviously a very dominant player and he shows that he can do it at home around the road it doesn't matter where Gretzky is clearly just a home player so uh, you know he's absolutely trash <laughs> but <laughs> hey. no, no, nonetheless um, it's a super cool achievement hats off to Ov he's just you know it means, it means he's getting closer and closer to to the, to the big achievement. And that's what we want to say the most. Yes. All right. Seattle Kraken and the LA Kings tie the record for most goals in a game in NHL history. Yeah, this was a wild one. A 9-8 final. I mean, I, I did not expect that out of, out of these two teams. So, you know, like uh, Seattle's had a solid year. LA, they're, you know, they're, they're still trying to get themselves through the rebuild and get on track to, you know, have some good seasons the next couple of years. So this was a very weird random game, but. 9-8, 17 goals. Um, that's the most combined for by two teams in NHL history. Would have been cool to see him get over the hump, maybe a 10-9 game. Um, but regardless, that's just insanity. Yeah, and a little fun stat here for you. Uh, the Seattle Kraken scored nine goals that game. They did take the win. Um, Seattle's former quarterback, Russell Wilson, only has eight <laughs> touchdowns on the year. So Yes, the- Oh, he's 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 struggling. He's struggling. Yeah, and I, I know people will be like, eh, you know, team goals versus one player's touchdowns, but like, he's been bad, real bad. You don't you don't score eight goals every game in hockey, and you should have more than eight touchdowns through 12, 13 weeks in the NFL, however many it's been. Yeah, exactly. All right, finally, let's talk about the Coyotes. This is a team that uh, we've been. Just saying, hey, relocate. Be uh, be the Atlanta... Why am I forgetting their name? Atlanta Thrashers. There you go. Bring them back because the Coyotes have been garbage. But 
got a little bit of uh, update on possibly a new rank. Before we update you there, Mike, I just want to let you know, two NHL teams have failed in Atlanta. That is never coming back. I just need you to mentally prepare for that, okay? No. Let's make it three. Okay, Let's great. Let's make it three. Third time's a charm? Right. Exactly. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think so in the situation. But uh, there, there was... I don't know exactly. I'm a little confused on this. I, I didn't re- fully read the article, not going to lie, but just reading about it on Twitter, headlines and stuff. Um, so the like the Tempe like city council approved plans for a new arena for the Coyotes. They still got to like formally vote on it, but it sounds like it's going to happen. So the team will be getting a new arena more likely than not in Tempe, Arizona. Uh, it's going to take a few years to to build at least. They'll probably be at the the Arizona um, State or yeah, ASU, ASU's um, rank for probably another three, four years all said and done. But Gary Bettman, you know, he was talking about promising a 30 year agreement where, where they won't move with, with like the league and, the, and Tempe, which would be hilarious because Gary Bettman's only got another probably like five years in the league. So if he just guarantees another 25 years after he's gone, that would, that would just, that would just be too funny. That would just be too fitting for this whole situation. Gary Bettman loves Arizona too much. It is a problem. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. Like you're, you're wanting to get hockey in these markets and they have solid fans. Like, like when they're doing well, they, they draw fans when they're doing poorly, they still have a dedicated group, but it's just been so many years of them struggling. Like when we're in New Mexico or something, at least, at least try a different Southern hockey market. If that doesn't work, then okay. Southern hockey is not working. Let, let's just go bring them back up North. And I mean, at, at this point you talked about how Atlanta hockey has failed twice. I feel like, Arizona hockey has failed the past decade, but we just keep pushing them. We keep backing them. And at some point you got to look at ownership and be like, all right, well, something's obviously not going right because you bring in multiple different uh, staffs and none of them work. And it's just like, even looking at their drafts, they had to forfeit first round picks. They take guys that are extreme stretches. Like just, there has been so many issues here in Arizona. They draft Mitchell Miller with their first pick in the fourth round in that draft as well, too. So it's just just been, you know, a, a train wreck. And the problem is, you want to point in ownership. Well, you kind of can because it's been a revolving door. You know, um, ownership came and brought the team there. Eventually, the NHL takes the team over financial issues. Now it's with the new group. You know, it's changed owners too many times. There's not enough stability from the top down. So it, it's just been been a mess. I. I hope that they get straightened out. I would love for them to be a competitive team because I do love the Kachina jerseys. I'd love to see them, you know, put up a little bit of a fight in those. But they've only won one playoff series, or two technically, but they've only advanced past the first round once while being in, in Arizona. So something's got to change. I, I would like them to figure it out. But if it's not going to get figured out, then it's clear that you're going to need to go elsewhere, somewhere that can kind of draw players. Absolutely. All right, Chase. Well, let's end it with hockey name of the day. This one, we've got Yannick Bruchweiler. Yes, sir. Man, it's more of like a Yannick, Yannick, but I'll, you know, I'll, I'll accept, I'll accept Yannick, but it's a bit more of Yannick. What's that? I said it perfectly. Okay, well, I, I was talking over you when I do that on Skype sometimes. It makes your voice a little warped. But uh, Mr. Bruchweiler, he is a 23-year-old Swissy, uh, 5'10", 172, plays forward. He is with Essie Rappersville. Um, you know, Yona Lakers, it's their team in the top league in Switzerland. He also has put on loan to HC Oten, where he is um, 
got three points in one game, scored three points recently, had two points in 16 games in the top Swiss league. So I got to imagine he went down for a little bit of a confidence booster. He's going to get called back up eventually. Still a young kid, um, someone that we have seen internationally for Switzerland. We saw him with U20s back in 1819. Um, I would assume we'll see him a little more often as long as things keep trending in the right direction uh, internationally for Switzerland. And I hope so because it's a great name. He's got the umlauts over the U. you got to love it. Yeah, and I've talked about it before on the show that anytime there is an umlaut over the U, just makes me smile because it looks like the name's smiling right back at me. Right. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you could. Hit him with an outro. As always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. You can support us on Patreon. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, it's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure you go to HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever, wherever you are listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, whatever we do. Do not forget to use code THPN when it's time for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping are you by. you laughing over there? We'll talk to you next time.